Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Jack Newton, the CEO and founder of Clio. Hi, Jack. How are you? Hi, Ari. It's great to be here. It's a privilege. So tell us about your background and the genesis of Clio. Clio is cloud-based practice management uh, and legal CRM platform that's completely cloud-based. I had the idea for Clio along with my co-founder, Ryan Govero, about a decade ago. So just this past October, we celebrated our 10-year anniversary of launching Clio. Our backgrounds are actually really interesting and, and intertwined all the way back to grade three when we, we met as, uh, as eight-year-olds in a playground in Edmonton, Alberta in Canada and over the course of our early school years and then junior high school and and later high school we became best friends with a real entrepreneurial bent and we just wanted someday to create a company together. We parted ways at university. Ryan came out to the University of British Columbia to to pursue uh, an undergrad and then an MBA. I went to the University of Alberta and pursued a computer science degree and later a master's degree in computer science specializing in machine learning. And Ryan ended up being the IT manager for one of Canada's largest law firms called Gowlings. And I worked at a life sciences startup called Konomics. And I really kind of caught the software bug and the startup bug where I just saw this unbelievable opportunity that was opening up around in back in 2008 with a cloud and some early cloud players like Salesforce getting a real toehold in the marketplace. And from the technology perspective, I saw this, what I thought was a once in a lifetime tectonic shift in computing platforms that we might be able to take advantage of. And if you can catch one of those waves, it can be life-changing. And I saw the cloud as one of those just unstoppable waves of technological transformation. And meanwhile, Ryan working in this law firm saw just how broken legal technology was on average and how poorly most law offices utilize legal technology uh, or technology just in general. And we saw the root cause of that when we looked at the market and kind of dug into this opportunity was really rooted in on-premise systems that were very expensive and very hard to use. And we saw the cloud as a real opportunity to number one, simplify the delivery mechanism for software and make it so that getting world-class technology in your law firm was as simple as clicking a button on a website and getting it deployed into your office. And importantly, we could deploy that at a really affordable cost basis that worked for everyone from small firms and solos all the way up to large law firms where you're just looking at your software as a utility almost that you pay for on a a monthly basis. So that's my background and Ryan's background and backstory that was the genesis for Clio. And looking back to 10 years ago, I think we can count ourselves pretty lucky that we made a lot of those early bets on where the cloud was going and where legal technology was going. We made some of the correct bets and the last 10 years has been really successful for us. You just launched Clio Grow at Legal Week. Yes. How does that align with the company's core mission? It's a really exciting week for us at Clio where we just launched Clio Grow, which is our new cloud-based legal CRM or legal consumer relationship management tool. And Clio Grow came to us through our first acquisition that we made back in October, which was an acquisition of Lexicata, who has been building this product for several years. They integrated very tightly with Clio, so we knew the team, we knew the product well, we knew they had really happy customers. And what Clio Grow solves for, and the reason it really helps serve our broader mission, is if you look at the total 
client journey for a law firm. There's obviously the stage where they discover a law firm and then inquire about potentially working with a law firm and a lot of stages that a law firm needs to manage to help essentially convert that lead to a client. And once they become a client, you do your legal work for them. You open up a matter, you start working on documents, you keep track of the tasks you need to complete and so on. And Clio, the core product that we've been building for the last 10 years, does a great job of that part of the legal journey, of the client journey. It's helping you deliver work product to your client and deliver a great experience to your client through a client portal and other tools that we have integrated in software. We make billing them very easy for the lawyer and easy for the client as well. We have online payments and the clients can pay by credit card. And we make the actual legal work part of the transaction really, really streamlined. And what we wanted to do is really from intake to invoicing solve for the entire legal journey. And Clio Grow through the acquisition of Lexicata really helps us provide an end-to-end solution which is far broader in scope than what we've traditionally called practice management software because it allows you to manage the entire client journey and have a set of tools and a client experience that from end to end from their first touch point working with your law firm all the way to them concluding work with your law firm and hopefully becoming a promoter of your law firm and a recommender and that promoter we have a tool now that solves for that entire journey end to end with the launch of Clio Grow which joins our previous product, the practice management product, which we've rebranded as Clio Manage, into what has now been dubbed the Clio Suite, which is Clio Grow plus Clio Manage. How do you simultaneously manage growth and maintain the unique Clio culture? It's something we've put a lot of energy into over the, the years, and I think it starts off with, in your early days, as you're forming a culture and evolving your culture, thinking really explicitly about what you want the outcomes of your culture to be. So one of the things we talk about a lot at Clio is being a human and high performance organization. And our goal is to be one of the highest performing software companies in the world, but not like I think some companies do, do it at the cost of the happiness of your employees and the engagement of your employees. I think you can look to some examples like Amazon. They're, they're very high performance, but you read New York Times profiles of the culture and the employee issues and so on, and it's obviously not a great place to be as an employee. And we think there's a world where you can build a really high-performing organization that's very human in terms of you demand high performance, but you provide all the right tools and frameworks and coaching to support that level of high performance. So we thought about that very carefully in the early days of Clio and have instituted a few key systems like our values, which we screen for really explicitly in our hiring process and make very explicit to new hires, here's our values. Does this resonate with you? Would you sign up for this? Because I kind of view values as the playbook almost, like if this is a sport, here's the rules we're going to play by. And I think instilling those cultural values or those values really become foundational to your culture. We provide tools like coaching for employees. So we have a dedicated internal coach that works with employees anytime they want access to that coaching resource to help them get to the next level of performance or to help work through something they're struggling with that they feel like they might not be able to talk to a peer or a manager about. And finally, I think the last piece of that puzzle is having a goal management system that really helps people understand what are we doing as an organization and why are we doing it? And importantly, how do I as an individual contribute to that goal? And we use a system that's pretty popular with technology companies especially. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but the objective and key results systems are OKRs where 
at a company level, we have an objective, usually three to four objectives, and key results, which are kind of quantitative measures that you can assess how well you're doing at achieving that objective. And there's this neat kind of nesting uh, doll aspect of OKRs where from the company level objectives, departments develop department level objectives that help drive those company level OKRs. And individuals figure out how they help drive the department level objectives. So everywhere from the top with the CEO and the executive team thinking about company level objectives, all the way to a frontline support worker we have people thinking about the company objectives and how they can meaningfully contribute to those outcomes and to those objectives. And that was something I thought through Clio's scaling journey, because we've grown from one to now 350 people. Something that really I noticed over that time frame is when you're a 50 person company, what you're working on and why you're working on it is kind of automatic. People just know this is what the priority is. This is why we're working on it. This is why it matters. And I think as an organization scales, think particularly beyond that Dunbar number of like 150 people where you just don't even know everybody in the company as well as you might have once upon a time. Having those structured goal tracking systems is super important. Otherwise, people will constantly be confused about what's important. How have expectations of legal technology changed over the past 10 years since Clio started? One interesting benchmark or one interesting frame of reference to use is the iPhone launched essentially right at the same time as Clio. So just a few months before we announced Clio's beta, Steve Jobs announced the iPhone. So rewind to early 2008 and Blackberries are everywhere. The idea of even what an iPhone was from a physical perspective was deemed almost impossible at that point. And fast forward to 10 years, Twitter was brand new. I signed up for Twitter in 2008. So the expectations of technology, I think, have been dramatically shifted across the board. And I think legal technology sees part of that broader shift. So one of those broad shifts, I think, is number one, the consumerization of IT. So people are using iPhones instead of Blackberries. They're using Android devices instead of Blackberries because they have a great user experience and a great user interface. I think legal professionals of all stripes look at the great user experience that those kinds of devices deliver and often look at the crummy on-premise technology they're using at their law firm and wonder, isn't there a better world? So I think the bar has been raised in terms of expectations in terms of what level of user experience and accessibility these software products are offering. People want delightful, beautiful software. They know it's possible from the products they use on their iPhone every day, and they're starting to demand the same things of their enterprise software that they're using in their day-to-day workflow. If I rewind to 2008, the chief risk that Ryan and I identified when we launched Clio was will lawyers be accepting of the cloud? Will lawyers and the legal profession be able to wrap their head around the idea that they're entrusting their data to a third party? And back in those days, we had very legitimate debates with all sorts of folks that often had some vested interest in the on-premise world where they would say it's irresponsible to store your data in the cloud. The the safe thing to do is to store it on-premise. And I think in the last 10 years, I'm proud to say that I think we had some small role to play in this in terms of educating the market and forming things like the Legal Cloud Computing Association to help advocate for this. But we've seen a huge shift in perception around the cloud where I think that perception's almost been inverted to the point that hosting your data on-premise is viewed as the liability. And if you're truly concerned about security and undertaking best practices around security, you've got your data in the cloud. 
and you've got it with a approved, properly vetted cloud provider. They're certainly not all created equal, but the cloud is now, I think, regarded as the safe place to store your data. And if you're running your own IT and running your own on-premise software, that's actually viewed as a big liability. How does your annual Clio conference support this shift in expectations? We, from day one, have always viewed a really important role that we play at Clio is not just delivering legal technology to lawyers, but to educate them about how legal technology can be effectively deployed to transform their practices in really positive ways. And I think all too often legal technology is framed as this productivity tool or something that can help you bill more hours or go home early or whatever the tagline that some companies use to talk about why you would want to use legal technology. I think legal technology ultimately should be about enabling a truly great client experience. When you're working with your clients, embracing things like the cloud, embracing things like the kind of mobile access that the cloud provides can afford you enormous advantages in terms of the kind of client experience you can deliver, the level of responsiveness you can deliver, and it can also deliver the lawyer a ton of benefits in terms of increasing their mobility, increasing their ability to work from anywhere in the world. We have one customer I love to talk about, Greg McLawson, who runs an immigration practice, and he does it from any place in the world he wants to, and he's constantly traveling with his wife and his young daughter going to super interesting places around the world. And thanks to Clio and the cloud, he's able to deliver this unbelievable client experience. He's hyper responsive to his clients at all times, but the internet makes your location basically irrelevant. And in some cases actually gives you an advantage if you're able to travel and stay responsive relative to using on-premise systems. So I think that's a really important aspect of what technology can realize. And you don't gain an appreciation of how to achieve that by reading a feature list on the side of a box of software. I think you need to go to something like CleoCon and really appreciate, okay, here's how I can actually level up my practice in a huge way, and here's how I can transform the way I'm delivering my legal services. Here's ways I can challenge my thinking around how I need to deliver legal services, and here's how I can evolve my overall service delivery model to really design and deliver an amazing client experience. And the reason we think that client experience is so important, by the way, is when you look at the growth lever that exists for most law firms, it's around referrals. That's where the majority of their business comes from, and you know this all too well as well. Given how important referrals are to lawyers, you need to be designing every aspect of your interaction with clients around creating advocates, creating people who will conclude a legal engagement with you and be a super fan and tell anyone who listened what a great lawyer you were and how much you helped them out. And we want to enable that because we view that as one of the biggest parts of the flywheel that lawyers can kind of help build for their own practice. Where do you see legal tech headed? So I think legal tech is at a really interesting inflection point right now. I think with the launch of Clio 10 years ago in 2008, that was, I think, the advent of the cloud era of legal technology. And in the last 10 years, it's honestly taken 10 years, but we've gone to a point where the cloud is controversial and the technology of the upstarts on the third floor here to the technology that every vendor is trying to attach themselves to. And what I find kind of amusing actually in walking the show floor here is even the vendors that are definitively not cloud are finding some way to spin themselves as cloud companies. I think the cloud transformation of legal is nearing completion. I don't think we're there yet. There's still some 
firms and some companies that are very entrenched in the on-premise world, but we're very much at a place where the cloud is here to stay. And I think it's the inevitable future of all legal technology. The the on-premise world will fade away to utter irrelevance over the next five years. We're seeing the advent, obviously, of some new technologies like AI and machine learning that I think have enormous opportunity to impact almost every aspect of legal. I'm in the school of thought where I think these are huge value adds to lawyers and going to give lawyers superpowers, not make their jobs irrelevant, but help take the mundane and menial tasks and automate them, help them gain new insights, help them do things they were never able to do before. And that's going to be really exciting, I think, next decade of innovation. And the cloud is totally complementary to that because a lot of those machine learning and AI capabilities are only afforded now through cloud-based tools because they all leverage cloud-based processing power and algorithms and so on. So I think in the same way that we've seen the consumerization of IT where those usability expectations came out with the release of the iPhone. I think when people have so much intelligence at their fingertips when they use Siri or Alexa at home or they have Gmail auto-completing their emails for them in pretty accurate ways, for example, the bar is raising where AI is starting to get threaded into our life in, in such a way that we don't even, even notice it. And the expectations for enterprise software and legal software to be as intelligent are going to rise against that tide as well. Those are some of my high-level thoughts around where legal tech is headed. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Jack Newton, the founder and CEO of Clio. Jack, it's really been a privilege. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.